is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. I am not Andy Wakefield, but my name's Lori Gregory, and Andy Wakefield is here with us. Andy? Uh, yes, Lori, it's... Uh, yep, it, um... <laughs> I was trying to think of something witty to say that was politically correct about you not being me in this age of ambiguous gender and sexual. Anyway, I thought I'd better not do that. No, you can't win on you can't win on that one. No, anger of a swathe of Biden supporters who uh, would come and visit me in South Florida. Anyway, moving on. Every week that we do this podcast, I think it can't get crazier, and then it does. So it, it, it will for the next two months, I think. Well, and, and, and so it's perfect timing, actually, that we have, as you can hear, a very special guest today. James Grunvig is with us. James, it's such a pleasure to have you here with us on the Andy Wakefield podcast. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Lori. How are you? We are good. We are good, James. Thank you so much for joining us. I um, There's a lot to get through. There is so much to get through. I have just listen to Hilton's article on Fox News, which uh, yep. really, whoa, Lord. And it just this is something that on this podcast we've been saying from the very beginning, I mean, almost a year we've been on now, that this is what happened, and there it is. And he's laid it out beautifully, and I'd love to talk about that. I'd love to talk about your analysis of where we are with the politics, the election, but to begin with, James, just tell us a little bit about you and your experience with vaccine injury that brought you to this place. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm the accidental tourist, but they invited the wrong guy. It's all I can, all I can say. I have a 20 year old vaccine injured autistic son, I guess, which is important when you think about what I, I can achieved uh, last week, forcing the CDC's hand to remove that old famous infamous line of Vaccines don't cause autism when clearly we know they do, right? So my son was the thimerosal aluminum poisoning form of it, the regressive form. Born three weeks early, seven pounds, one ounce, 20 inches long, you know, very healthy young man. And he went on normally. And then about two, two and a half, he started seeing some lack of uh, hitting milestones, right? Then it regressed completely. And then by three, he was like, there were periods where he was lying on the floor sucking his thumb for 20 minutes at a time because he couldn't figure out what was going on. So it was sort of like, in a way, paralyzed from, the, from like, not, not paralyzed, but kind of like immobile, I guess is the word, from the neck down, right? And so you, you see these things, you're like, what the heck is going on? So eventually you get him diagnosed and, you know, they bring the, the psychiatrist in and, oh, yeah, he's got autism. Oh, great, wonderful, right? And then you, you have to get thrown in this world. And eventually by 2004, you suspect vaccines. In 2005, Bobby Kennedy's great article in Rolling Stone comes out, right? And that like, and then the light bulb really hit home. So, I, you know, you have two issues of a parent. One is to try to recover your son and treat him, which was a, is a whole nother story, right? For a different podcast. And then you have to, then you have to like, who are the bastards that did this to him, right? Because it's, it's not the, not his pediatrician. Okay, he gave the vaccines, but, but what's behind this? And then it's a CDC. So then, you, you know, the Thompson stuff comes out in 2000. 14, right? And I'm like, okay, so now we got the domestic fraud in the United States. But I've always known about Paul Thorson. My parents being both from Norway, I'm very familiar with Denmark and Scandinavia and so on and so forth. 
And Lou, Lou Conti from Skyhorse Publishing reached out to me wanting to do a book on Paul Forson. So I said, you know what? Time for some revenge. Why not? Let's get into this, right? And so I, I ended up writing the book, Mass Manipulator, the, the explosive true story on fraud, betrayal, and embezzlement to CDC. And that comes out in 2016. But what was interesting, my son was one of the 5,400 cases kicked out of vaccine court in 2011, right? The stroke of the pen. No, right? But, but it, they use those, those fake fraudulent studies, both from you know, Atlanta and, and the ones in Denmark, the Thorson studies, to exonerate vaccines from autism. Right, so, so, so now, like, now the CDC removes this thing this week, kind of confirms, like, oh, so vaccines do cause autism, and that's a whole different story. But it's very interesting. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you. How is your son doing now? He's every day is a Saturday. He's uh, you know locked down in New York City. He's uh, sleeping. He, he's fine. I mean, he is totally healthy. He's actually a savant. He taught himself Russian in a week using a cartoon at 13 years old, Dexter's Laboratory. Wow. No one ever, ever he taught himself he taught himself how to read at five years old. That that I remember. And then uh, his math's insane. So what we did was he gave him transcranial direct current therapy with Dr. Harry Schneider at a Columbia University back from 2009 to 2014 or so, five or five or 15, six years. And that opened up his brain. And so his comprehension's off the charts. And it connects a signaling delay in his brain. So you got to think of him as a computer, and in his case, a supercomputer. So given this transcranial direct current with like two sponges, nine volt battery, and it, it actually connected that 20th of a second, a 50 millisecond delay in his brain that actually allowed him to speak. And he could read full sentences slowly, but he could read. And it was like, holy moly, it just turned the switch on. It was like a light switch that wasn't connected, right? So that was amazing for me to see for six years. But it opened him up fully. But his OCD is the last bit of, of challenge I have to get him to, to do this math on his own. So if I do, I have a you know, track star in math. So that, that's my next goal as far as treating him. Fantastic. Well, what a, what a success story um, in the face of, of tremendous adversity. Well done. Now, right, let us get to the guts. We've got two things I really want to get to. But let's, let's just talk about... Hilton's disclosures on, I thought it was a beautiful piece of reporting on Fox News, great journalism. The idea that this was a man-made catastrophe, more than an idea, the confirmation that this was a man-made catastrophe, that Wuhan was the source, the Wuhan laboratory was the source of a manipulated coronavirus. Yep. And that the work originally, the gain of function studies to embody these viruses with properties that they did not have before, to turn them into super viruses and potentially lethal viruses to humans, was banned under the Obama administration. And yet Fauci continued it and funded it in Wuhan through Peter Daszak. Now, Peter Daszak, interestingly, you may not know this, James, Peter Daszak used to work for me. That I didn't know. He, he, he was a researcher at the University of Kingston upon Thames in Surrey in England. And uh, I, I brought him on, uh, paid for him to do some research on detecting measles virus in inflammatory bowel disease and Crohn's disease. Yep. And he was he was he was a he was a limited scholar. You know, he was 
He was moderate, but nothing uh, exceptional. But it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that he got himself embroiled in this particular catastrophe. But here we have a situation where where Fauci has done this and the scientists who led, whose articles, whose reactions, whose highlighting of the dangers of this entire Jurassic Park mentality led to it being outlawed essentially in America and under the Obama administration, Fauci then funded it offshore. It continued and the concerns of all those scientists have come manifestly obvious. This is a treasonous offense, is it not? Well, it's completely treasonable. So let's let's really explain to the audience what gain of function is. Germ warfare, bioweapon warfare, that's precisely what it is. You know, what they do cleverly in the big, big pharma world is they change verbiage, right? They change wording. They say dark is light and so on and so forth, and they soften things, right? No, it's all green and this, it's safe and effective. So we've been going through this for 20 years. So here's another one where actually... The bioweapons program is now called gain of function. Doesn't that, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Sounds like you're actually doing something for mankind when you're actually not. So that is that's one thing we really have to f- focus on. The other thing is Fauci's done this before. You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield podcast in its entirety and much more.